Hello there. Welcome to Series 4 of Satisfied. The Series 4 podcasts relate to the profiles of perseverance Bible study. I'm Melanie Newton, just an everyday kind of woman who loves the Lord and His Word. In the last podcast, we looked at how God gave David the strong support of friends when all his other props were removed. That support network helped him to persevere. Today's podcast covers Lesson 7 of Profiles of Perseverance. We'll see how God's grace to David helped him to pick up the pieces and move forward when he had made a horrendous mistake. David had a humble heart. He was a man after God's own heart. He loved God, but he was still a sinner like every human who has lived since Adam. And as you read in our lesson today, David committed adultery, killed Bathsheba's husband, and covered up the whole mess for a year. When finally confronted with that sin, he knew what he had done. The greatness of David surfaces in his willingness to face his sin and to return wholeheartedly to God. His humble heart before God became a repentant heart. Saul, who was the king before David, always blamed others for his poor decisions. David doesn't do that. When Nathan confronted him regarding his sin, David said, I have sinned against the Lord. That's confession. David realized what Saul never understood. God is interested in our heart attitude. What David did was evil. It was deplorable. No question about it. But the Bible says that God responds to humble hearts willing to repent of sin and approach life God's way instead. Because of God's abundant grace, David was cleansed and forgiven. David could persevere in his role as king, and God could still use him as a vessel for his glory. There is no sin that is too big for God. God knows who we are without him. Helpless, dirty, rotten sinners who are enemies of God. Pretty bad news, huh? That's why God stepped in and did something about it. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says, But God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's God's amazing grace. What is grace? In particular, what is God's grace? For Christians, grace is a very special word. You've probably heard the word, but may not know what it means. Grace means unmerited favor or undeserved gift. God's grace is His undeserved favor abundantly poured out on those who desperately need Him. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 says that God gives His grace to us because of His great love for us. In His grace, God offers forgiveness for all sins and gives us new life that lasts forever, plus many more fabulous blessings. We receive His grace by doing one thing, putting our faith in His Son, Jesus Christ. By faith alone, God's grace is given to us, and He does that knowing we will still sin against Him. That's what is also so amazing about God's grace. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, God promised to establish David's house and throne forever. There would always be a descendant of David who could be eligible for the throne of Israel. That was God's grace. God fulfilled His promise to David in the rest of Israel's history up to the birth of Jesus, whose parents were both from the line of David. God is faithful and keeps His promises. 
Did God know that David was going to sin in a big way just a few years later? Yes. Does God know we're going to sin later today, tomorrow, next year? Yes, yes, yes. But he demonstrates his own love for us in forgiving us of those sins just because we've trusted in Jesus. By faith, we receive God's amazing grace, not by performance, not by perfection, yet God's grace fosters in us an eagerness for doing good and gives us the freedom from the trap of sin. Maybe you've heard the phrase, Christians aren't perfect, just forgiven. That sounds trite, but it's true. Being a Christian is not equal to being a model of perfection. It is not impossible for believers to sin, but it is stupid to deliberately do so. The Bible says in Romans chapter 6 that when Jesus died, He released us from our bondage to sin. We are free. We have died to sin's claim on our lives. We were like prisoners who have been presented with an open door to freedom. Why would we choose to go back into the cell? Instead, we can now choose to be slaves to goodness. When we trusted Christ as Savior, our identity was changed. We are now spiritual creations, but our sin nature still remains in our bodies somewhere. We still have that natural desire to go our own way, to sin. Galatians chapter 5 describes a war happening between our flesh, that's our sin nature, and the Holy Spirit living inside of us. The lure of the flesh is strong. The Holy Spirit is stronger. He can empower us to obey God and walk in a newness of life, but He will not force us to do it. That is a choice we make each day. The Christian life is a process, not a one-time event. It takes perseverance every day to live by the Spirit and not walk by the flesh. You have to continually make that choice. David chose to not hide from his sin any longer and not to blame others for it. God forgave his sin and restored the close relationship he had with David. That didn't change the consequences of his sin, but God was walking with David through those as well. Though David fell in his walk of faith, he got back up and went on with his life. He was able to cling to what he knew to be true about God, such as God's sovereignty, God's mercy, and God's love for us even during times of discipline. Sin did not change David's relationship as a follower and worshiper of God. It didn't affect God's love for David. For us as Christians, sin cannot change our identity or position in Christ. It cannot change our eternal destiny. Those things are done deals from the moment of our salvation. But sin can influence how our lives look today. In other words, you are completely forgiven, but there are sometimes consequences to sin. Sometimes we make a mess of our lives by our foolish choices and decisions. In that case, we can usually recognize the natural consequences of our sin that produces pain in our lives. You can choose your sin, but you can't choose your consequences. Yet God's grace often prevents the full weight of the consequences from happening. 
Our study of David shows how sin can distort even the best of men. But it also shows how the best of men deal with sin in repentance and confession. It shows us the same thing. David is a testimony to us of God's love and his goodness. God's marvelous grace touched David. He was a man with a humble heart, then a man with a brave heart, then a man with a broken heart, and then a man with a repaired heart. As believers, when we recognize God in our lives, we can confess our sin. That just means agreeing with God that we have sinned. Then we can repent. Repentance is turning from that sin and going God's way with our lives. Our broken heart can become a repaired heart. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself covered in the blackness of sin? ripped at the seams by the effect sin has had on your life? There is a solution. God's throne is a place of grace. The Bible promises that because of Jesus' shed blood on the cross, we can draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find help in our time of need. That is in Hebrews chapter 4. If you've never placed your faith and trust in Jesus, you can do so right now. And he will remove the cloak of sin from you, all sins, past, present, and future. If you're already a believer, you need to see yourself as God sees you. You are his child, totally loved by God, one of God's saints who sometimes sins. God's grace is his undeserved favor, abundantly poured out on those who desperately need him. His grace overflows to you every single day. You are completely forgiven and covered in God's grace. God gives his favor to someone not because they are good enough to deserve it, but because his love chooses to do so. We all receive it when we trust in Jesus. Isn't being covered by God's grace amazing? As the Bible promises in Romans 15, verse 4, For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, that through perseverance and the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. We can have hope because we have God with us. So remember our lane markers for the race. Choose to persevere through every challenge. Count on God's promise to give you hope. Let that hope sustain you through the rough and tumble of life and celebrate the joyful reward. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with hope as you persevere through everyday life. Until then, I'm Melanie Newton and this is Series 4 of Satisfied.